This is the Becoming Truth podcast with Conscious Channel Jean Christian. Words of inspirational guidance for an awakening humanity. The Pilgrimage She was going on this pilgrimage. She'd had it in her mind and her heart to go on this for so many years. And finally, it was time. It meant leaving everything behind for several months maybe even years. It meant learning about the path and the rules of the path. The first rule was there's no turning back. You cannot return until you've gone up and down. The second rule is that you know what you're bringing on the pilgrimage. You have your question and your goal and you know that you will have to put it down and reshape it and that the pilgrim journey is about that. Going up the mountain to the oracle. And the oracle is a group of people that are committed to the oracle, that are housed for that. all the way up the mountain with the question and the question changes and refines is dashed and picked up added to going up the mountain is the shaping of the question and by the time you reach the oracle the question is very clear After receiving the message and the answer from the oracle, the journey is down the other side. And down the other side takes as long. Going down the other side is said to walk the answer, to absorb it and know it so fully that by the time you return to your original home both the answer and the question are part of you they're lived walked deeply understood 
so the rule of the pilgrim path is there's no turning back. For it is said the question is not shaped nor formed completely until one reaches the door of the oracle. And nor is the answer truly received or understood until one has come down the other side of the pilgrim mountain. So she set off and she joined the multitude of people, the great multitude of people. The path itself was deeply trod, had been trod for hundreds and hundreds of years. The oracle sitting at the top of the mountain, ever-changing its face, ever-changing those who were committed to the oracle. The path is smooth, clear. Even the very rocks smoothed by hundreds of years, of hundreds of feet. The way the rocks and the path are formed is one directional, such as a river would shape the stones. There is no turning back. One could walk blind up the path, it is said, the feet would feel all the footprints, all the angles carved into the stone. The feet would become the eyes and the leaders of the mind. And so there is great comfort in the pilgrim path. This was not a path of outer solitudes. And yet, a fearsome inner solitude. The pathway she took then began gently and easily in the warmth of the summer, with all the beauty of the earth all around, all the trees and bushes and plants and birds, all befriending the pilgrims. They all seemed to even lean in the way that the pilgrims walked, as if they too were on the pilgrimage the grasses leaning upwards, the bushes leaning over upwards, nothing blocking the path. It felt as though the whole mountain was sweeping and spiraling itself 
upwards, upwards, to the place where it could go no more and could only receive the pure light of the sun. And so at first this path was a joy and an ease, and the question or questions that she had committed her heart and mind to were easy to carry. And there was the feeling that it was easy. This is an easy question. This is an easy path. This is an easy community. This multitude walking alone. They all knew where they were going. They all had some knowledge of what they were doing. And they all felt the unity of that. Something so special about feeling humanity all around you, all going in the same way. all believing in the direction of the path, the spirit of the path. And the sun kept shining, and the nights were mellow, and all the places for rest were easy to find. This mountain's apron was like a, a mother's apron, embracing everyone, keeping them safe, reassuring, and even looking upwards, it looked glorious. The lemon-colored light flowing continually even at night, the beautiful light streaming from stars and moon. It was so easy to believe in what this was. This story is being told for a reason. This story has within it an understanding to take into this time. She doesn't know this. She doesn't know that she's walking a story for all of us here. She's just one of many little individual minds and hearts pleading with life for understanding pleading with life for safety, for place, to believe in their very feet, to believe in this very earth. As the days passed, as the weeks passed, there began to come rustling down the message chain 
of the great stream of people. Stories from further up the mountain. Disturbing stories. At first, a great storm had struck the mountain. had washed the path fiercely, swept the people off the path, tumbling down the ridge. And then the storm passed, and all the people in the area struggling to reestablish the path or find and help those that had fallen, many of which were lost and gone and could not be found, as though the mountain shook them off. There was this disturbing messages floating down the whispering chain like ripplets deepening the impact of there is no turning back. It's only up until there's no more up, and then there's only down until there's no more down. Silence came through the people as they kept walking. Their very questions started to shift inside, becoming bigger questions, not just questions in their own little hearts and life, questions about others too, question about the world around them. What is the mountain saying? And what did the storm say? And as she kept going up through the vales, through the ravines, through the ridges, always steadily upwards, it got colder and harsher. And sometimes the sky was gray as iron. The further one could see into the sky, we could see storms. Storms striking the landscape, coming ever closer. And then a storm struck right where she was. People were huddling. People were now afraid. How big was this storm could get. It howled. It screamed. It swept its fingers through the people. It rained so hard it sent rivers down the mountain, sweeping here and there through the path. People losing their footing stumbling, falling, getting swept down the mountain. And then those standing at the edge of that river, watching, untouched, left 
at the end of the storm with why them and not me? Why the one I was walking with but not me? Great restless whispering, great fear on the whole pilgrimage trail. Whisperings, rumblings, waves of concern and questions all the way down through the river of people right to its beginning. What is happening? How could a path that had been carved by hundreds of years of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet be washed out like that. Now the pilgrims were making a new path that had never before been walked on, stomping, pulling the dirt down to make it level, tossing rocks out of the way, breaking branches to get past the areas it had washed out, frightening pathways with great muddy depths, great drop-offs down. But there was no turning back. There was only going forward. The path had to be made. So the pilgrimage turned into a work party, building new pathways, through many of these washed out, treacherous areas. The people had to work together to make these new pathways, something they'd never done before. They didn't even know how. It was always just there before them. Remember the days when you could walk this path with your eyes closed? Now one needed to have their eyes wide open. Now there needed to be lookouts watching for storms. And now there needed to be places to gather when the storm was coming where it was not so vulnerable. The whole pilgrimage journey changed. The whole patterns no longer the steady movement and rest. Steady movement and rest. Now, frantic, hard working. Now, messaging all the way down the line of storms coming. What's happening in the earth? What's happening in the skies? What's happening in humanity? The questions in all those thousands of pilgrims changed subtly, swiftly, day by day. The questions around life, around living and being, around relationships, and purpose all began to change. The very skies, the very earth forced them to cope 
and to find meaning in the storm. Find meaning in the transfigured mountain, the very pilgrim journey looking threatened to be destroyed and the very pathway changing forever. New songs, new mantras, new music. A strength started to arise in many of these people. The songs of building the path, the songs of building the hope. And those that were so frightened, being caught up in the songs in the beats, in the messages. Where were these messages coming from? Flowing like waves down the river of humanity. Where were these beautiful songs coming from? How could the same song and the same message be? Miles and miles a footpath apart. A vibrancy began to fill the air. The storms began to be seen with power and courage and grief and still the fear and still the fear. So many people's fears from where they could not even find the source, were coursing through their hearts, being carried along and helped by others. Many people even dying, dying in the turbulence, in the washed out paths, in the storms with their ice and their snow, the storms with their violence. And so she carried on. And so she carried on. She decided to learn the songs. She decided to sing them. And she decided to learn the rhythms. She decided to learn how to build the paths, even if it meant it took longer to get to the oracle at the top, even if it meant she had to put aside her questions, because it's hard to have time to find the questions when you're building a path. She decided to become a path builder. She became stronger in her arms. She became very tough with her feet. And she became very fierce in her love. Her love for all the people who she was helping to make the path for.
So many could not build it. It was all they could do just to walk. And some couldn't even walk. So injured had they become in the storms. So bruised or grieved or sore. The weeks passed and the storms continued. And yet still this river of humanity continued to beat ever upwards with she in the middle moving along finding her strength, her skills at path building her love of the song, her heart becoming the biggest experience she'd ever had. She could say she was becoming fearless. The storms we're creating a fearlessness. She knew that if the storm came and struck the very path she was digging and washed her down, 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 like she had so many others in these great landslides, she knew who she was. The songs told her she was the very heart of humanity she was the very spirit of the singers she was already hearing the message of the oracle she already knew what the oracle was going to say when she got there she already knew the answer was pouring down like little waves from the very top. The answers to everybody's question was all flowing down, encouraging them to continue, for there was no choice. That whether they suffered or did not suffer, whether they made it to the top or not, it was all the same. Because they were all going to come to the top one way or the other. Those that died, those that sickened, those that were buried beneath the debris, they flew, floated, like little singers, little lights, pure feathers of spirit floating up the path, being gathered in the hand of the oracle with a great smile and a sweet kiss. She came closer and closer to the very top of the mountain 
so exhausted, so cold, so strong, both beaten and victorious, still breathing. The song was bigger than anything. And there before her, she saw the huts of the oracles and all the people thronged, huddled, waiting their turn to be met, to be gathered in. She joined them like a great pod of hearts beating, breaths breathing, bodies resting, heads bowed, tears streaming, songs singing, prayers flowing like rivers of wind, snowflakes of beauty, prayers beating like the mountain's heart. And finally, she was there before this wooden door. The door opened, and she came through. Inside, it was dark except for candles, it was windless and still. There was a roof. It was blessedly still. And the oracle, an ancient, ancient old man, was sitting there. His eyes were like little stars piercing. His body was barely visible in the darkness with only the candlelights. And there was the place before him for each pilgrim that came in their turn to sit. A stone so polished so inviting to sit on, a great piece of smooth slate, warm from all the bodies that had been sitting, never ever cooling, always someone sitting there. Your question, he said. Just that, your question. Strangely, her mind went blank. Her heart lit up like a sun. Her whole spirit 
felt full of a silence, of a completion. Her tongue was knotted up. It couldn't even begin to move. Yet her eyes gazed upon this man with the stars in his eyes, who had been sitting at the top of this mountain forever. And he smiled. He smiled with such grace and such love. He smiled, a smile that made her heart feel like laughing forever. And he put both hands out in front of him to take both of her hands. When he held her hands, her body filled with warmth. It filled with laughter. And she saw the storms striking the mountain, sweeping over the people, huddling, laboring, crying, singing. She saw the whole journey that she'd been on. And the more she looked at all those thousands of people, the more all she saw was a brighter and brighter light coming from each one of them. The higher they got on the mountain, the more the light was shining stronger and stronger from each one of them. And she understood the answer. Why the storms? Why the walk? Why the ardor? Why the whole journey of humanity? Way beyond this pilgrim mountain. Why everything that ever happens on this earth? And then he kissed her hands and let go, and she knew it was time to leave. She got up softly and found the exit door. On the other side of the door, she was startled to see the sun was shining, a lovely yellow lemon light flowing all around, swirling, whispering, full of lights, full of fragrance, and the pathway undisturbed, more like a pathway you could float down, a pathway that could go on forever and ever, through anything, and it wouldn't matter, because she knew she found the peace of 
this whole journey, the whole reason for being born over and over, for crying over and over, for freezing, for dying, she found the answer. All the way down the mountain, the song carried her. Her heart got bigger and bigger. Her spirit got stronger and stronger. Full of the feathers, full of the music of joy, of existence and being. Full of the freedom from this body, the storms that hurt this body. She carried that freedom all the way down the mountain, hardly noticing what was going on in the skies hardly noticing the windstorms that still circled and flowed and came. She walked through the storms as though she created her own bubble, her own stream of peace, her own existence. By the time she got to the end of the mountain and looked back, it was as though the whole journey was one growing, growing question and one deepening and deepening answer. <laughs>